initial podcast we're going to call it Bank on It from Bank 253. A uh, little background on how we came to decide to do this podcast. Uh, me and Wes one day I was just talking like we always do at lunch and had an idea for a podcast. So we figured we'd just kind of test the waters and see if we can do one ourselves. Uh, uh, I'm Randy White from the News Express. I've been at the News Express 13 years now. Now, Wes, you can give your introduction. So, Wes Hutchison. I'm the general manager of Bank 253. Uh, just the common sports observer with the expert in the area to give you some marginal advice on uh, gambling and or high school football. Just all the opinions that that, yeah. that we have uh, that we talk about on a daily basis. Uh, we figured it would be a fun thing to do, and uh, yeah, here we are. Yeah, we'll see. Give some little kids. Uh, we'll add in some in, uh, interviews and things like that with some players and, and coaches as we go along. But uh, for the intro, we'll just we'll just uh, the main topic today is high school football playoffs start Friday. So uh, you know, just kind of look at some of the matchups and what what are you thinking about yeah. uh, high school playoffs? Wes? Big games all across the board. I mean, first week of the of the high school playoffs. I mean. Pikeville, Pineville. I mean, you've got some uh, you got some powerhouses out there, definitely. I mean, who who would you say, just looking at this for the first time, is your favorite just to come out of the whole thing? Out of the whole thing, I mean, there's two teams that really jump off at you. Just in the western side, it's Beachwood. I mean, until somebody beats Wood, beats Beachwood, they're the favorite. And then on the eastern side, I think Pikeville's speed kind of would, would put them apart from some of those teams in the eastern but anything can happen in these Class A playoffs, and anything usually does happen. I mean, last year, Pikeville kind of came out of nowhere. They were, you know, one of the uh, the teams not really looking to make a run. They make it all the way to the state semifinals. That whole team is back. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they've had a great regular season. They've got speed all over the field, athletes everywhere. But then again, you look in their same district. You look at Hazard right there. You know, Hazard's got size up front. They've been banged up all year, but, you know, they've had a, a tough – tough schedule and uh coach mark dixon will have those guys ready to go uh i would say uh skylar pelfrey's been sitting out a few games he's at 800 yards on the season and he's probably missed two or three games here lately uh so hazard's another team that can make some noise but then again you look at the other side of the the, the brackets down there and you've got raceland and you've got paintsville uh paintsville is you know they they've kind of they took a beating by Pikeville early on i wouldn't say a beating but they 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 suffered a probably a three touchdown loss by Pikeville earlier Really wasn't close, but after that game, Paintsville really came on. I mean, uh, you know, Joe Chirico, uh, he, he always has that team ready to roll. Last year, they were one of the favorites and got upset by Raceland in the playoffs. So, uh, Raceland's another team you have to look out for. Yeah. And then the other team that we haven't even mentioned, the other one seed right there is Williamsburg. I mean, Williamsburg is going in as one seed, and nobody's really talking about it because that second-round matchup, possible second-round matchup was uh, with uh, – Hazard there is going to be a dandy little game, and uh, you know it should be real fun. Anything can happen in that side of the bracket. I mean, and then we look at Phelps down there, and Phelps and Lynn Camp. Lynn Camp, the two they faced off each other last year. I think Lynn Camp beat them 32-26. Uh, David Jones keeps getting this team better and better. But then you look at Lynn Camp; they only have one loss on the season. I mean, they've they played played some pretty good teams. And it's at Lynn Camp. So the question is, can Phelps take that long bus ride? They'll be yeah. ready. But this year they know what to expect. Uh, the biggest thing for Phelps is they got a kid by the name of Dominic Francis, a little running back sophomore. So if he he will set the tone in my previews coming out tomorrow on the News Express, just kind of look at that and see what uh, to expect for Francis. 
Anything else you got to ask about the Class A? No, I mean, gritty gritty teams in the in the Class A this year. I mean, if you, if you had to pick one side of the bracket for who got the best draw, like who it. would you say? That- Absolutely Beachwood. Beachwood is uh, on on their side of the bracket. You know, they're they're the, the class of the class out there. They all, they're always in the mix out there. Uh, defending state champions, I mean, they won in a shutout last year against Raceland. I think it was 41-0 in the championship game. So Beachwood is, is the clear-cut favorite yeah. until somebody beats them. But Campbellsville's had a really good year as well. So so if there's anybody out there that could really dethrone Beachwood, you like Campbellsville? On that side of the bracket, yes. But when it gets – I think it's their real challenge is going to be in the championship game. And I and just looking at the, all the other teams, speed is, is a killer in high school football. And I think that – but Pikeville has the most speed. I mean, I mean, just look at some of the kids they got. Connor Roberts is, is thrown for 1,400 yards already this season. He's probably rushed for right around 1,000. Uh, you got uh, Jackson Hensley, who's got speed for days, one of the top receivers. You can give him the ball any, any new number of wise, and he can make plays. Uh, Seth Pugh is another kid for Pikeville that makes plays. Christian Bilter on both sides of the ball, I think he's got five picks. And I wow. think he leaves them in, in receiving with 20-plus catches. Uh, the kid can play. I mean, Pifle's just got speed all over, and it's not just on offense. Uh, Jesse Sparks, uh, defensive end, and he can line up in the in the backfield too and run the ball. So, I mean, last last week against uh, uh, who they end the season with uh, Tulsa, uh, he was he was their top running back last week. So, I mean, you know, Pifle's got speed everywhere, and uh, you know they're experienced. And they have a lot of young talent to go with that. I mean, even even their young backups, uh, Isaac McNamee, he's probably thrown for three or four hundred yards already. Wow. You know, in just a backup role. Uh, so Pikeville's got a lot of weapons, but their one big key that that might be the thing is the production from the running back standpoint because uh, it's up and down. I mean, uh, Zach Roberts is a really good running back, but sometimes he gets taken out of the game for whatever reason. So loaded backfield for Pikeville for sure. Uh, he is going to edit this, right? Yeah. This will be edited so we don't have to, like, smooth transitions aren't that big of a deal. Okay. Um, I mean, what about double-A? Do you want to move on yeah, to double-A? Yeah, we'll double go to double-A next. I mean, double-A is double-A is one of the toughest classes in the state. I mean, and it's it's the cross district with Shelby Valley. It's that district with Somerset, Danville, uh, Lexington, Christian, and uh, Middlesbrough. Middlesbrough being the, the – the worst out of the bunch, only one win on the season. They get Shelby wow. Valley. Uh, Shelby Valley, 9-1 and one coming in into the playoffs. Got one of the top running backs in the state in Seth Johnson. Seth Johnson is uh, looking – he's almost at 2,000 yards. He should get there by some at some point in this game if he has a good game. Uh, Seth Johnson is – he leads the state in average rushing yards per game. He's not officially ranked by Catch SA because you got to have a nine-game minimum. He's he's played in eight games, so he's at eight games and he's eight, 1,800 yards, probably about 1,850 yards right around that area. So Seth Johnson, the speed, uh, you, you know, that's one of the he he is the speed in the Shelby Valley backfield. I mean, the kid comes out of the when he touches the ball, he, he hits a whole hundred yeah. miles an hour. I've never seen a kid hit a hole quicker than Seth Johnson. So when you're talking about Shelby Valley early on. You're really talking about, you know, how, how good can Seth Johnson be because right. he's going to have to lead him. He's the senior. But then, you know, it's not a one-man team. They got a kid by the name of Dalton Mead who's – he's a do-it-all, defense, offense, everything. He's probably rushed for around 800 yards, leads him in receiving, probably added another 200 there. And then he's probably closing in on 100 tackles on defense with some interceptions. So, the kid can uh, – he can do it all there. And then up front, I mean, when you talk about Shelby Valley, um, Peyton Blackburn, he is a – I think he's a junior this year. 
Uh, he's probably uh, got some D1 offers on the table the next year. So uh, big lineman, he can he can play both ways. Uh, he, he really makes the impact. Uh, the, the question about Shelby Valley, though, that, that after you get past Middlesbrough, mm-hmm. and more than likely they'll probably play Lexington Christian in that second round. The question that most people are going to have about Shelby Valley is the strength of schedule. Yeah, They've got one loss in the season. They've had one early contest, which was the first week of the season against Pike Central, and then after that they've kind of really steamrolled teams. Uh, won every game they should. So sometimes that's a good thing because you're going in confident, healthy, and all that. Uh, but, again, when you get in the playoffs, you want to be battle-tested. Right. So yeah, that's the one question that Chevy Valley is going to have to face, and I'm, I'm sure everybody around the area would would say that's their biggest thing. So in double-A, yeah. do you see a lot of the same parity as you do in single-A, or is there a, a... Well, the double-A, the parity is not there. I mean, you've got really, really good teams, right. and they, they cross districts. So that cross district that Chevy Valley's in, Somerset and Danville, they're probably going to meet in the second round. Okay. Uh, Somerset has built their whole team the last few years trying to beat a Danville. So they're defensive-oriented. So they're just loaded. They're pretty good on offense, but uh, when it really comes to Somerset, you think about the defense. And yeah. those guys get after it because they've had to the last few years. They've, they've had to, to go against that speed that Danville always has. Uh, Van, Van Cleet last year graduated for uh, – Danville was probably one of the fastest kids I've ever seen play in a game. Wow. I mean, uh, he kind of dominated the two-way state championship by himself. And so Somerset's kind of been built to beat a Danville. And now that Danville's down, look for them on that other side to be really good. And then LCA every year, you know. Yeah. They can, they can oh, come up here and lose the pipe when we get to see them. Yeah. But that's not the same team as week, right. week one. So. Well, and I would think that that's the same with just about every team in mm-hmm. the playoffs is – Teams that you faced earlier in the season, those yep. teams are very different. Absolutely, you know, as you enter the playoffs. Uh, as far as players to watch out for in two A, um, other than who you mentioned at Shelby Valley. Well, I'm not, I'm not up on as many of the other players just single handed. I know Somerset. I can't remember his name off my top of top of my head, but I know Somerset's quarterback is really, really talented. Uh, kid can play. Uh, he puts up big numbers everywhere. Uh, if you look up the top side of the bracket, you know, Mayfield and O'Cath are two of the teams that – Owensboro Catholic are two of the teams that, that people really look on. Probably the favorites up there to come out. But once you get to that final four, I mean, anything can happen in that two-way. I mean, you got got uh, Christian Academy of Louisville and DeSales possibly meeting mm-hmm. in that second round – second or third round. Third round, I think. And then the winner of that would play Somerset in the, in the two-way uh, semi-state. Well, so. just going back to single A um, – are there any players in single A that you see taking that next step going into college and maybe making some noise, guys whose names we'll hear down the road? Two-A, uh, I mean, there's there's any number of guys who, who could have the chance. I mean, uh, Bailey Blair is a kid at Hazard this year, the quarterback. Uh, he's really good. I don't know if he could play the quarterback position at the next level. He's kind of small, but, I mean, he's very wiry, wiry, uh, quick, uh, can throw the ball, run the ball. Um, then on Hazard, you got uh, Skyler Pelfrey, who's kind of came out of nowhere this year, and he runs the ball. His pipe, we had over 200 yards rushing. Uh, then you go down to uh, Paintsville. I mean, they got the Allens. I mean, you got Jalen Allen, who's probably a, a high level prospect for the uh, college ranks. Uh, uh, so you got a bunch of guys there who could, who could possibly do well. Yeah. So anything else there in the single way? Um, Nope, that's all. I mean, that's, you know, how I am with the high school. I mean, that's really all I got for seeing. Class 3A, 
Um, I'm sure, as always, the traditional powerhouses like Belfry. Uh, but is there anybody else that you really like coming out of this uh, this class? Yeah, Boyle County is the uh, defending state champion. So, I mean, until somebody beats them, you know, Boyle County is always going to be one of those teams that everybody's going to look to. Uh, right. they're, they're built for a playoff team. I mean, uh, pretty much returned most of that team from last year. Uh, but then you, you, on this side of the state, we'll look at the eastern side of the state because we know that side of the state right. a little better. Uh, Corbin is always in the mix. Uh, Dudley Hilton at Bell County has got Bell County playing really well. Breathitt's had a rebound this year. I mean, Lexington Catholics are always going to be in the mix. Yeah. And you know Belfry's going to be right there with everybody else. Uh, last year, Belfry got cross-district with Louisville Central's uh, district. This year, they've got cross-district with Boyle County. So that's going to be the matchup. You know, last year, Belfry snapped an eight-year streak of going to the state championship when they got cross-district with Louisville Central. Louisville Central makes it, uh, you know, to Corbin the next week. Corbin beats them, faces Boyle County in the state championship. Boyle County beats them pretty easily. Wow. And now Boyle County's on this side of the state. So uh, the question is, can anybody knock Boyle County from the throne? Right. And, and just – with Belfry, with Bell County playing as well as they are, Corbin, you you think any of these teams could could give Boyle a run for their money? Oh, absolutely. If they meet up, absolutely. You know, the thing about Belfry is Belfry. You know, the style of play they play, they're going to be hard, physical. It's going to all start at the line. So, uh, with the running game they have and the defense they have on both sides of the ball, it all starts up front: the offensive line, defensive line. If Belfry can control that line, it doesn't matter who they're playing. They can win the game. Yeah. I mean, th- those guys are ready to go. Philip Highwood has that system down. All the guys buy into it. Then you look at the running backs. A lot of these guys are young kids. Uh, Isaac Dixon, his first time really playing, the only guy back on that offense that, that really had a lot of uh, experience last year was Kevin Browning, the quarterback. Avery Browning, Kevin Browning, uh, you know, he's listed both ways. I've seen his name, you know, either way. So, I mean, Belfry has some talent. They have some speed, too, with Ben Bentley and uh, – uh, uh, Brett Coleman back there in the backfield as well, and then on their defensive side, you know, you got Grayson Cook, uh, uh, just a number of uh, other guys on the defensive end side. I, I mean, they get after you. I mean, unbelievable. After all these years, Belfry just plugging along I good mean, every I mean, single. I mean, year. you know, you could be meeting for a region championship, and whoever comes out of that could be your next state championship. Yeah. I mean. And it's the good thing about that is it's going to be at Belfry, and Belfry always brings crowds. They always, yeah. they always, they always have, have are ready to go at home. They have a little extra excitement there. I mean, and this year they, as long as they're winning until that Corbin game, they will be at home. So, well, I mean, much like I guess you see in the, in college football, it's all about who gets hot at the right time. Absolutely, you know. You can, and just speaking of that, you know, Dudley Hilton came out of retirement. I mean, he he came out of retirement and went to UPAC. And then a couple of years later, he finds himself back at Bell. And it, take him, it took him a couple of years, but right now they're right back in the mix of that win their district. And that matchup with Corbin, you know, anything could go there. I mean, uh, they play a similar style to Belfry. They like to run the ball, pound the ball, be physical up front. So Bell County right there is a team to watch. But Corbin, the last three four years, Corbin has, has turned into a real, an offensive juggernaut. And as long as they're putting up points, you know, it's going to be hard to stop Corbin. Anything else in that 3A? Because if you look up at the top, Central's probably the team to beat out of the, out of the top side of the bracket. Then I would say them in E-Town and, and Wagner are, are some of the top teams up there. Where is Wagner? 
Uh, they're a Louisville school. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah so. So a lot of Louisville schools in yeah, 3A. Louisville, and a lot of these teams are, like these Louisville teams up top, they're always dangerous because they don't just play 3A schedule. They'll right. play up and they'll play your St. X's. They'll yeah. play your Mills, your DuPont Manuals. Yeah. So, they're I seeing mean, the next level of uh, competition. Yeah, and Central, you know, it's, it's not uncommon to see Central to go up and beat one of those times. I think they've played Trinity or St. X really well this year, so. I mean, Central's always going to be tough, always loaded with athletes. Exciting style of football, too. I mean, they'll throw it a, throw it a little bit more, but, I mean, it's, it's a physical style. It's a little different than your Belfry right. or, or Boyd County. It's a little different than the mountain style, but it's still physical and right. it's quick, and, and they're loaded with athletes. Well, I mean, that's definitely fun to watch. I mean, and you know as well as I do. I mean, teams have really trended more toward the spread, mm-hmm. spread them out, sling it around kind of thing. But you see uh, – it seems like in this area, like you still see a lot of the teams yeah. running the the ball way more than oh, yeah. maybe in central and western part. Yeah, of the I mean, uh, you know, mountain football is is known for be that f- tough physical style. And once we get up to you know four and talk about four a football, and we can transition that guys going Johnson's both ways central. too. Yeah, right? yeah, yo, yeah. I mean, smaller schools around here. You know, the guys got to play both ways, yeah. it, especially Class A, 2A. But, I mean, even at Johnson Central, which we're getting ready to start talking about 4A, Johnson Central has guys play every side of the ball. So, I mean, you know, uh, but speaking of that tough, hard-nosed football style, Johnson Central, they played they played Belfry last week, and, you know, it's just a hard-hitting game. Uh, Johnson Central came out with a 34-21 win going into the playoffs. Those teams like to play that game to get that last tough contest yeah. going into the playoffs so they can be tough and battle-tested, you know. And then you look at this side. I mean, Central, the 4A is probably not as loaded as some of the other ones, but your top-end teams are really good. Yeah, you I got mean, your clear Frank, favorites. you got 4A. your Franklin Simpsons, your Moores, uh, uh, Ashland Blazer. I mean, Franklin County, they always put up points. I mean, so that 4A is going to be really interesting. Johnson Central is probably – it's probably one of the favorites to come out of their side of the bracket and, and go back, play in the last three state championship games. Like, fell short last year. Joe Jackson, their uh, leading running back, tore his uh, knee up in the first game last year, missed that whole season. Wow. They still make it to the state championship, but they followed Franklin Simpson. Joe Jackson's back this year for his senior year. He started out a little bit slow, but now he's right around 1,500 yards rushing on the year. Uh, kind of came back into form. And on top of that, they've got Riley Priest, a third-year starting quarterback, going into his – this is his junior year. Yeah. So he's been there. He's battle-tested. He's played in the state championship his whole high school career. Uh, he's ended at the state championship game 1-1. So the kid's ready to go. Uh, uh, just a hard-hitting style, very similar to Belfry, Jim Matney. You know, it's just that tough mountain football. Well, you love to see that. Um, is there a team that you feel like can make some noise as far as maybe not one of the up-top clear favorites? Is there a team you think can shuffle or uh, make a little bit of noise maybe first, second round? Well, I mean, I, you know, I think Ashland is probably one of those that that's, that's probably in that upper tier but it's probably not getting as much of because they're only lost on the years as Johnson Central. Right. They split last year. They beat Johnson Central in the regular season last year, lose to them in the playoffs. Now, the same district, uh, you know, not a lot of people are talking about Ashland, but they have a quarterback. His last name's Ratliff. 
uh, kid can play. I mean, so right there is a possible matchup there. They can make some noise. And then you got your Knox Central, Knox Central with the X, not not, but uh, uh, they can make some noise as well. I mean, uh, and, and then you look on that the upper the upper bracket. You know, a team that with the the, the top seed is up there is. Uh, Massaville North yeah. Hopkins and not a lot of people are talking about that and they got a one side they just happen to probably will be facing off Franklin Simpson in that third round if they get there so I mean it's, it's all about matchups but I mean at the 4A uh, I'd say you probably have four clear cut favorites and, I, and if I were ranking them I would say Franklin Simpson more uh, Johnson Central and Ashland and then I would have Franklin County in there somewhere as well so alright 5A yeah, we'll move on to 5A now. So Now, 5A. Um, we don't really have a whole lot of coverage. Our coverage, right. our team, yeah. uh, Lecture Central. Our one lone one that we cover is Perry Central. Uh, they've got a tough first-round matchup with Southwestern. Uh, the two face-off last year, Southwestern beat them in the first round as well. Uh, Perry Central is going in 8-2, and two, though, as yeah. a three-seed. So, uh, And they got one of the top running backs in the – well, he's, he's number two overall in overall rushing – in the state is Jaden Neese. He's already got around 2,300 yards, around 30, 31 touchdowns. So the kid is right there. And then you look at some of the other the stats that Prairie Central puts up. They lead the, t- the state in any class in sacks. They're sitting at 64 sacks as a team yeah. right now. I uh, got two guys with over 10 sacks. Uh, got another one sitting nine to five. Uh, Jake Brown's one of those guys with over 10 sacks. He's got 150, right around 150 tackles, something crazy Jeez. like that. So, uh, Perry Central, they've got a lot of stats that, that jump out at you. Gritty Perry Central. Team. But, I mean, once you get in there, Southwestern is always tough. Yeah. And then uh, Lecture Central, I mean, they've, they've got a tough draw. If they win that first round, they're staring at Pulaski County, who's always in the mix in that 5A. And then on the bottom side down there with Southwestern and Perry Central, you got Harlan County. Oh, they run that tough physical style again. So, and then on the top side is usually where you get your speed. You get yeah. your Bowling Greens, your uh, South Warrens. I mean, Fern Creek's had a really good year. Oldham County or South Oldham and Oldham County both have had a really good year. So that top side always is a counter. I mean, it, it's, well, it's usually a lot of speed. The last few years, Pulaski and some of the other teams from this area have been able to counter that. But I, I'm not sure that they can counter that speed on the top side this, well, this just year. Just looking at these records, I mean, you got your number one seed with eight and two records. Yeah, number two seed eight and two. I mean, there's they they beat up on each other a lot during the regular season. It looks like you don't have any undefeated teams in that in the in five A. Yeah, and, Co- and Covenant Catholic is a team that we haven't talked about. They've been right up there near the top in, in those rankings all year as well. So five uh, A is going to be interesting as well. To me though, if you want to move on to six I, is when it gets really interesting this year. I mean. You look at the records, and we, you know, you know, the things that stick out is Trinity and Saint X are always in the mix. But yeah. you look at their records, and they're not what they used to be. No. These are teams that are used to be ranked nationally or ranked as some of the, but they always play these tough national schedules outside state opponents. Right. But once they get in district play, I mean, you look at Saint X, they can find a way to win that that district, and I think they only got four wins. Yeah, four and six. Uh, yeah, I mean, as so, one seed. Yeah, so. And then Trinity's right there as well. I think one of their their only district loss is to Sinex. Or well, not their district loss, but you know, one of their regular season losses. But I mean, you look at there, and, and that six eight is very interesting. I mean, uh, uh, and then down the the bottom side of that bracket, Frederick Douglass is mm-hmm. school in its second year. Yeah. And they have been loaded all year. They they got a transfer in from not not Central Cameron Jones, who's just 
been lighting it up at the quarterback position. At one point this year, he was completing around 80% of his passes. I think he's thrown for – he's probably closing in on 2,500 uh, yards passing this year. Uh, he's a big kid, six foot seven. I mean, definitely can turn some heads, got some talent, big arm, uh, accurate, and he's got weapons to work with there in, in Frederick Douglass. Yeah, that's insane, Frederick Douglass. Second year. Yeah. So. Second year school, the number two seed in 6A, which that's, is just a powerhouse. Yeah, and, and then, you know, we didn't even talk about Mel. And, you know, Mel and, and St. X and Trinity are usually your three favorites. Yeah. And Scott County is usually one of the other favorites. But now it seems like Frederick Douglass may have kind of uh, taken over as one of those favorites from Scott County, which, you know, they, those two could meet up there early on in the playoffs, and it could be very interesting there. So that 6A is going to be be very interesting. But I would say look for your St. X as your Trinities and, and Frederick Douglass to be coming out. I, I, I would imagine St. X is, is, you know, they've hired Bowling Green's for, former Bowling Green coach, Kevin Wallace. I think this is his first or second year there, and that team's on the upswing. So I, this is one of those teams I would really look out for in 6A. The Kentucky Wildcats. Yes. Football. Number yes. nine in the first college football playoff rankings. It's, it's almost surreal to even say. I couldn't believe it when I saw it last night. It made me happy as – and you're you're the same as me, yeah. Kentucky fan, Bengals fan, yeah. been long Absolutely. suffering, Absolutely. long suffering, my whole life. We deserve this. <laughs> we need to enjoy this week, going into a huge game, Georgia, Georgia this week. I mean, right there, it could be their first SEC East championship. Who would have ever thought at the beginning of the year Kentucky would be playing for SEC? I mean, you have the expectations, you have the yeah. optimism. But seeing that offense struggle early in the season, I know, man, you've talked about it time and time again. I didn't know how they would fare against no. good competition. They find they're finding ways to win these close games. Last week, you know, that's that is grinding that win out I mean, to the last minute. I mean, that's the kind of thing you like to see, though. You like to see them struggle, come back, right. and pull a game like that out on the road. Missouri, yeah. not an easy place to play. No, not at all. Not an easy place to play, Missouri. And how many times in years before has Kentucky been on the receiving end of those oh, losses? All the time. Look at the Tennessee game a yeah. few years ago, the Florida game a few years ago. I mean, we have had our hearts broken by them time and so time many again. times. Right. We keep coming back. We deserve a week like this where, listen, I, you know, like you said, tempered expectations. Not trying to go crazy here. Kentucky wins out. I'm just I mean, college football playoff. I don't want to say anything too crazy. Yeah, I mean, you know, we, I don't want to go. Got to get here. past Georgia before I would even consider that. That's a tough Georgia win. is is Georgia. But I don't feel like this is one of those years where it's just like a foregone conclusion no. that Kentucky's going to lose this game. Being at home, yeah. Field, Commonwealth Stadium, whatever you want to. Which call is going to be. Insane. Out of control Insane. for that game that night. It's going to be uh, electric atmosphere. Georgia's going to come in and, you know, look, I feel like a lot of people are looking at Georgia like last year's Georgia. This isn't Georgia from last nope. year. Kentucky can beat this team. Uh, unbelievable defense. I never saw Kentucky's defense being this. It's one of the best defenses in the country. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think anybody can argue they're up there with your LSUs, your, your Alabamas. I mean, some of the top-notch defenses yeah. up there. We don't really have any any weaknesses on defense. We're pretty solid all across yeah. the board. Our struggles, though, and the thing that, that kind of tempers me a little bit going into this Georgia game is that offense. Yeah. I mean, if we get down more than a touchdown or two, we have We're to have trouble. miracles like we did yeah. last week to come back and win. I mean, the pass game is just – it's 
it's our weakness on the team. Yeah. I we're, mean, our run game is is phenomenal. Yeah, we're a we're a passing game away this year from being a legitimate national contender. Absolutely. Which we, you know, obviously they're in the top ten, so technically they're a contender. We're a passing game away from being a really really good team. Yeah, absolutely. Really good team. I mean, we we get a pass game that makes us a complete team. We're right there with anybody. I mean, I, I mean. Who else is complete this year in college football besides Alabama? I mean, to me, that's the only complete yeah. team that I see. Yeah. Clemson would be the second. And Clemson's had their ups and downs oh, yeah, as well. Yeah. They had to figure it out early playing on. Playing with a freshman quarterback. I mean, they're, you know, they've got a dominant front four, but they're playing with – they're figuring things out like everybody else. It's just really nice to see Kentucky going into some of these games and actually feeling like in your heart as a fan that we have a chance to win this. Oh, absolutely. I can't tell you the last time we went into a Georgia game and I was like, yeah, I feel good about this. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I, don't, I don't think any – I mean, just look at the line moment. So, opens up at 12 and a half. Yeah. Goes down to nine and a half. And then this morning I looked, it was at nine. Yeah. So, it keeps moving down. So, the trend right now for – uh, people betting this line, and in Vegas, is Kentucky's a, a, a better shot than yeah. you think that 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 they sh- maybe should be. I mean, twelve and a half at home is a lot. Yeah. Now, you know that line's going down. That's showing people are kind of respecting what this team has been been yeah. able to do so far. And the other thing about this team that that we have to talk about too, you know, having a kid from our coverage area on the team, oh, yeah. Cash Daniel. I yeah. mean, I think the kid is kind of his personality's kind of overwhelmed people. He's kind of taking this by storm. His face was up on the, the billboard in Times yeah. Square the other day. So. Specific shout-out to Cash yeah, Daniel. Coming out with the club on his arm last week, which was yeah. just – I mean, you know – Kid's a warrior. I mean, it, and after he he injured his hand, I don't, I don't want to say broke, but, you yeah. know, that was his words. But he says he's not missing a down. I mean, that's just the mindset that this yeah. team has. I mean, and if you really look, they've all rallied around Stoops yeah. as well. I mean, last year, week when they, they get that win – who do they lift up on their shoulders in the locker room? Yeah, Stoops. And, and that's the other thing that I feel like, you know, especially Kentucky fans need to look at. Look, when Mark Stoops took this job, the cupboard was bare. There was nothing. Yep. He had nothing in no, the no. cupboard. No, absolutely not. Built this team from the ground up. Nasty defensive football team. I mean, obviously we have our troubles with passing game. I love Terry Wilson. I want to like him even more. He just kills me lollipopping the ball out there yeah. sometimes. But you know what? Hey, he threw a, he threw a game winner. We love Terry Wilson. In the clutch at Cannon, that's when he made the yeah. throw. So. And, and he hangs in there. He yeah. kept fighting that game. Listen. But it, it would have been easy for him to give up. Yeah, 100%. And I think most people thought when he threw that last interception that the game was over. Most oh, people so. thought that game was over. I don't think anybody saw us coming back, getting the ball back, and, and going down, marching down, scoring, finally looking at C.J. Conrad a little more in the red zone. Yeah, I mean, we've Get talked about ball. this time and time again. Yeah. Who can cover C.J. Conrad on that yeah. same route? Get, I don't know if anybody in the country can. Yeah, get that stud, the ball, in the red zone. And, you know, another thing I was thinking about last night was this week with Georgia at Kentucky and then Bama and LSU playing, you could potentially have these games going for SEC Coach of the Year. Oh, absolutely. I mean, Stoops, regardless of the outcome, has to be in the yeah. discussion. I mean – who thought this team would, would be top ten at the beginning of the season? I mean, I don't think anybody saw no, that coming. No, no, not even diehard fans. I mean, I, I it's beyond my expectations, which most of us at this point, if you've been rooting for UK your whole life, you tend to temper those expectations and try to keep them. It's you always know. that yeah, 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 but yeah, moment. And, yeah. and we usually hit that but moment in the middle of the season where 
they're playing really well, and then something happens, yeah. and then they'll lose a game or two in a row, and then, you know, they finish seven, six, seven, eight wins. Uh, usually seven wins, go to a bowl game and right. lose that bowl game. So, yeah. Well, I saw a projection earlier that had us playing in the Peach Bowl Peach against bowl. Ohio State. And, and who would ever thought we would ever yeah. be ranked ahead of Ohio State? Yeah, that, that was crazy for me to see. That was the thing that jumped right out to me right off the bat, was looking at the playoff ranking, seeing Kentucky above Ohio State, who are just bums, by the way. I, I can't stand Ohio State, but that's not here. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, seeing Kentucky ranked up above Ohio State was incredible. And I would personally – I would be okay with playing them in a bowl game. I'd, I'd feel like I like our chances playing that soft Big Ten schedule. Bring on a Big Ten team in, in, in the Peach Bowl. I feel like we could we could be, we can play with anybody. Oh, I think I think that defense can can hang with anybody. I I think that defense is is top level. Yeah, I just feel uh, like Bama's the exception. Though, right? Where are you going to be watching that game at Saturday? I'll be watching it here. People come out and enjoy Bank. the game. Yeah, 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 yeah. You got to come out and watch the game. Come out to Bank if you want to come out to Bank. Come down. We're going to have some drink specials. We got great TVs. We, we, there's not a bad seat in the house. And then you might even be able to hear us ramble on about the game. Come say hi. You know, come have a drink with us. We may be watching it here. I would love to be there and experience it because uh, you know Kroger Fields is going to be insane for that yep. game. Speaking of Kentucky in the top ten, basketball season next week it really jumps off. Oh, yeah. Duke coming in at number four. Uh, just kind of early thoughts about that. I mean, uh, this Kentucky team is loaded, yeah. but – so is Duke. So is Duke. And the one thing that kills me, I, you hate to see the 930 tip-off. Yeah. You hate to see it. On a weekday, I don't want any part of the 930 tip-off. That means that game's not going to actually tip off till about 1015. Yeah. That's yeah. a little late for a week. Let us get the who, – who plays in the first game? Uh, Michigan, Michigan State, State and Kansas. Yeah. yeah. Give two, us that time slot. Two ESPN. other top ten teams. That's another is getting to the whole conspiracy of, of ESPN hating on UK. <laughs> Give us that time slot, ESPN. <laughs> we want that 7.30 time slot. But, well, yeah, I mean. Most people want that, that primetime game, though. There's more eyes on it. But I get your point. Yeah, you, you hate to see that 9.30. <laughs> you hate to see that 9.30 tip-off. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, at this point in the year, though, we're usually – we can't wait for basketball to start. Yeah, and, and how many how many years before – have you already heard Kentucky's going to win a national title? I can't wait to basketball. You know, football is just kind of an afterthought. It's the exact Now, opposite. I've not really heard anybody even mention this game next week. And, you know, in previous years, two months ago, we would yeah. have heard people talking about it. Yeah, you know, we've had big blue madness and right. uh, the, the opening uh, blue-white scrimmage and, and, and the Transylvania uh, scrimmage or whatever you want to call it, exhibition game. Well, uh, but – Nobody's really talking about this no. basketball team yet, and that's a good sign. In, in years past, we're, we're we're moving on to basketball week four, week yeah. five yeah. of the college football season. So it's a it's an awesome time to be a sports fan. I mean, you got that going on. Kentucky about to tip off. Kentucky football really getting in there. NFL. I mean, it's just a great time to to really be knee deep in the whole sports thing. And Kentucky basketball is just. I mean, it's good to see those expectations because. The forty and O talk mm-hmm. from a few years ago, I hated it. Yeah, oh yeah, hated everything about that. Yeah. So it's good to see, you know, they're kind of maybe not flying under the radar, but people aren't being crazy with the expectation. You know, but, I, but the thing about this year too is we got some guys who've returned to the team. They kind of know what it's about. They know what the hype's yeah. about. So it it might not bother these guys as much, and it can take some of that pressure off those freshmen. I mean, to me, the biggest thing with this team is. How you how you gonna get everybody on the court? Like yeah. setting rotations, does he go well, five in, five out? 
does he have a set time limit? Does he just try to mix and match? I mean, yeah. it's going to be fun to they see this team. They go platoon again? It's going to be fun to see how I mean, this team works that out. I mean, talent everywhere, that's a great problem to have. Yeah, and, you know, you got some older guys on the team, like you said, Reed Travis transferring over yeah. from Stanford. Huge. I think he's about 28 years old. No, he's a four-year – he's 23. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. old. I mean, on UK's basketball team, transfer, that's a yeah. senior citizen on yeah. UK's team. So, I mean – Listen, I mean, this could really be a fun transition year from Kentucky football into Kentucky basketball. And, I mean, this just this draft class is going to be playing this year, the one-and-done year. This, this, this oh, yeah. class of freshmen coming in yeah. just across the board. Yeah, I mean, and we got everything. We got we got shooters. We got guys who can get up and down the yeah. court. We got three point guards. I mean, yeah. you know, we're, we've got we've got ball handling all over It'll, the place. I mean, shooters inside play. PJ Washington's back. Uh, Nick Richards is back. Who last year I wasn't a huge fan of. Yeah, if you remember yeah. me talking about Nick Richards later but, in the year. Yeah, you know, he he showed signs, yeah. but you know. This team is loaded from head to toe. So. Yeah, there's only one ball. It'll be interesting to see what Cal does with this. I mean, I'm sure, like you said, I mean, that's the best problem to have yep. is to have too much talent. But this team, top to bottom, seems absolutely stacked. I mean, it's it's going to be fun to see how Cal kind of works all these guys into the rotation. What? How many years ago was that we did the platoon? Uh, was that's, that? That's probably been two or three years ago. Yeah. Yeah, that's been a few years ago. So uh, I know, you know, toward the end of the year, he wasn't the biggest fan of it. And I do remember Cal saying he wasn't going to go back to that. But listen, you got 10, 11 kids on your roster that can play. You gotta, you gotta what do you do? Yeah, you got to find ways for them to play. But that that's a good thing. You know? His biggest thing is going to have these guys bind into the team concept and not being unselfish, yeah. which that's been Cal's MO since yeah. he's been at Kentucky, he's getting guys to buy in and yeah. not be about me. Right. And, you know, Devin Booker. He can use that kid as the prime example. Oh, yeah. Anytime he wants to teach that concept, dude never even started. Now, he's one of the top players in the NBA. Yeah. I mean, just just you know, he's he's got the background to do that. Well, so. and, and Cal's shown with a lot of these guys just the way that he's managed these stars that have come through there, and shown that it's not about necessarily how many points per game you're averaging, mm-hmm. but you know the scouts are going to see talent regardless. Yeah. You know, and Anthony Davis, too. You know, I don't even think he averaged double figures in points, but he was the number one overall pick yeah. in the draft. So, I mean, I think Cal's written kind of a new blueprint, and you see all the other coaches following suit. Coach K's doing Coach it. Coach K's doing it. Every successful yeah. program in the country, you look up and down the top ten, everybody's kind of copying what Cal did at Kentucky um, and, and just – you know. Well, I mean, look at Duke with uh, Barrett and uh, uh, Williamson, yeah. Zion Williamson coming in this year. I mean, you know, they're loaded with freshman yeah. talent. I mean, their freshman talent might be ahead of Kentucky's yeah. this year. So, I mean, Duke has followed suit to what Cal kind of laid out there. But if you want to start talking about, you know, local basketball, UPAC Friday night and Saturday night, they're hosting the Appalachian Wireless yeah. Classic over at the Expo Center. They kicked off last week uh, with a couple big wins. Uh, uh, Coach Kelly Wells has got those guys playing well. Uh, have a, have a couple of injuries to some of the top returners in Jordan Perry and Chase Parsley, uh, but one of the other returners, uh, Javion Delo Cruz, yeah, had a career high last week. That. Kids playing excellent basketball. Uh, you know that'd be going on at the Expo Friday and Saturday. If you don't want to watch some playoff football, maybe you want to go out and watch some uh, high school. Yeah. I mean, some college basketball. And, 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 and before high school kicks off, you got a, a month until high school kicks off. So. 
nobody nobody better in the country in the NAI than than UPI. Yeah, you pike the NAI powerhouse, and you know you like to see a lot more people come out and, and see you know the kind of talent that uh, Kelly Wells puts together year in year out over here. I think it's kind of uh, I know lots of people kind of go out, but you like to see the the Expo Center packed out because those guys put on a oh, show yeah. and and it's 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 good basketball. Yeah, it's he's good got them playing good basketball, man, and and it's something for I think the community can sometimes kind of sleep on as how much talent Kelly Wells I mean, all, all you have to do is to just look at the record of, yeah. of Kelly Wells. It speaks for itself. They're in a national championship tournament almost every year out in Kansas City. So, yeah. you know, they're, they're going to be prepared, ready to go. And then this weekend you've got UPAC football as well. They're on the road at Bluefield. You know, uh, Coach Al Holland can get those guys their sixth win. Start off to a slow uh, beginning this year, and they've kind of rebounded. Played well last week against mm-hmm. number three, Reinhardt, in the country. They've got a chance to, to finish second in their division down there. Uh, UPAC's playing really well right now. And uh, one, of the, one of the guys leading the way on offense is Exandre Willis. He's from Belfry. Leading nice. running back. So, uh, you know, they, they've got a lot of local kids on the team uh, come out and, and, and see them. They'll have one more home game left after the, after the Bluefield game. So, uh, UPAC football is going to be a busy weekend. Gotten better each week, seems yeah, like. Yeah, yeah. You know, and they suffered, you know uh, – uh, Brown, I can't remember his first name now off the top of my head, but their best defensive player, the safety, uh, he, he got hurt first game of the season. And, you know, that took him a while to rebound from that. And that defense has been pretty good all season, uh, losing a, one of their best players. Well, you know, you, you definitely look forward to uh, seeing you pike football and basketball make a uh, make a run in these tournaments and really go out there and put in work. And, and it's it's definitely awesome to see guys from the area go and show out for you pike on the next level. Well, that's that's awesome to see. Anything else from uh, NFL and NBA? What's going on that you want to talk about? Jeez. Yeah, I mean trade deadline stuff. Trade deadline was was uh, was yesterday. So uh, yeah, some guys moving around big time. NFL trade deadline stuff. Uh, a lot of, lots of big names moving around yesterday. Um, I really like what the Houston Texans did picking up. Uh, Demarius Thomas from the Broncos. I mean, they uh, kind of adding to that receiver. You know, they lost Will Fuller last week. I think he tore his ACL. So you put a guy like Demarius Thomas who can still play on the other side of the field is DeAndre Hopkins, who is probably the best receiver in the league. Did you see the catch he made? Oh, yeah, yeah. Insane. The, yeah, the, on, on his butt. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. Pinned it to his hamstring. You know, you're always going to get that discussion, Antonio Brown, uh, Julio Jones, but the the name that nobody ever really talks about is DeAndre Hopkins, and that that dude is lightening up. I mean, who can cover him in the NFL? I don't think anybody can cover him one on one. I don't even know if you can cover him in cover twos and brackets now. So yeah. that guy is just finding ways to get open, and uh, he's helping Deshaun Watson develop. I mean, a lot of people, you know, were questioning could Deshaun Watson get back yeah. to form after that injury last year. With DeAndre Hopkins playing the way he is, you know, that makes things a lot easier. Yeah, they and I mean, look. DeAndre Hopkins up until last year had nobody at quarterback. Yeah. Playing putting up numbers with, you know, Tom Savage at quarterback or, you know, Case Keenum at quarterback. Putting up big numbers yeah. with those guys at quarterback. So, I mean, the fact that now he's got a guy like Deshaun Watson, who they gotta protect, by the way. He's been taking just a beating in some of these games this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's, you know, you got a guy like DeAndre Hopkins, you put Demarius Thomas next to him now. I mean, who knows what they can do uh, going forward as long as they can keep uh, Deshaun Watson on two legs out there. My God, he has just absolutely been killed this year. Yeah. Um, I guess the uh, the other big one was 
Who was it? It was Demarius Thomas, and then I can't remember the other back one. On. <laughs> Let me pull it up on my phone here. I we just, were looking at it yesterday. Yeah, Ty Montgomery, Montgomery to going the to the Ravens. Is yeah, that to the Ravens? Yeah. I think they gave up a fourth round pick for him, fifth round pick. Yeah, I didn't. You know what? I didn't see what the what the Broncos gave for him. So was it just fourth round? Yeah. I mean, that's a pretty good. Look, Demarius Thomas can still play. I mean, I'm, I think a lot of people probably argue that maybe he's uh, a couple years, maybe past his prime. The guy can still go up and get the ball. I mean, I mean, you know, there's a difference with Case Keenum there in that offense. I mean, nothing against Case Keenum. He's a, he's a he's a decent quarterback, but he's not the next level. He's not going to make any receiver or break him. I mean, last year his stats kind of were were kind of uh, inflated with Thielen and uh, Diggs. So, yeah. You know, not to out, mention out the Denver. best defense in the league uh, yeah. across from. I mean, uh, so the and then I mean, I guess the small ones, Dante Fowler going to the Rams. It's the Rams just getting a little bit richer on their defense. Yeah, and you know, their defense coming into the year was supposed to be, you know, just completely nasty. Not I made mean, as much noise as you uh, and you know, that they've kind of flown under the radar, giving up a lot of points. Uh they've got players. Uh they find ways to win, but it's not like they're stopping anybody. Yeah, no, I mean they're they're not I don't think there's I, – I feel like the expectation was they were going to be like the 2001 Ravens coming out yeah. there. I mean, I don't think they've been that. They've been really good. I mean, I personally thought the Vikings defense was going to be better. The Vikings defense yeah. not been that great. Lost uh, some depth on that on that defense from last year. And that definitely. Vi- you lose depth in the NFL, you're hurt. Yeah, you're – I mean, you got to have it. And I, that's, I think, the main thing that hurt them uh, – is they lost that depth and they can't cycle as many guys in and keep them fresh because that's what it comes down to in the NFL is having fresh legs out there on the field. Um, you got anything Being else? Being a Bengals fan, surprise, no moves made. Yeah, no. Uh, they... the, the, probably the best uh, news from a Bengals fan uh, this week is Le'Veon Bell still not playing Le'Veon for the Bell is still – yeah, stay home, <laughs> Le'Veon. I, let me just speak to Le'Veon directly when I say, Le'Veon, just stay home. Take this year off. Uh, that, you know, Antonio Brown, he can take a break, too, if he wants yeah, to. Yeah, he can take a break. Can go home. Ben uh, Roethlisberger should have packed it in last year. We don't – I'm sick of seeing Ben Roethlisberger. James Conner can follow suit with that is, Le'Veon I, Bell. I like yeah. the way you looked at that. I like yeah. that. Stay home, Le'Veon Bell. I agree. Bengals better than I thought this year, though. Defense is bit. still the, the question. If the defense can get it together, we'll be all right. Um Offense has looked really good this year. Uh, I think uh, yeah. Joe Mixon uh, kind of emerging in his second year. Yeah. Uh, he can catch. The young around. receivers coming out, too. Uh, Tyler, Tyler Boyd. Boyd really d- developed. Yeah. Uh, uh, still the question marks, where's John Ross? Yeah, John Is Ross. Is he ever going to show up? I mean, the hype train behind John Ross coming out of the combine running the four two forty. I mean, I thought – Maybe I mean just going on what I was hearing coming out of Bengals yeah, camp. I was excited. About I was that loving one. them drafting John yep. Ross. And then if you look at who we passed up to pick behind us, Patrick Mahomes. I yeah, mean, I mean that's, you know oh, if we could have had that with uh, AJ Green that. and you know that big arm, you know yeah uh, that, that, that as a Bengals fan you get used to that. Yeah, thing. no, a hundred percent and. Definitely, you don't anticipate any moves being made at the trade deadline. Yeah. Hell, I can't remember the last time the Bengals did make a move at the trade deadline. So it's it's shocking when we do make moves in the off season. Uh, uh, we made a couple this year to get line play, yeah. and you know that was huge for us because last year that's what killed the Bengals. But 
defensively, this team's kind of taking a step back. Yeah, they're not. They're not. I mean, they, they look have, better at they the first. They have talent year. everywhere, yeah. all over the field. The defensive line is one of the best in football. Good linebackers, good secondary, but it's not. They just can't put yeah. it together. They're they're giving up points, and they're giving up a lot of points. So basically, what he's saying is everything's par for the course in uh, Bengals' world this year. Uh, yep. They just, you know, they get your hopes up. I love the way they were playing through four weeks of this season. Five weeks even. They were looking okay. Yeah. Defense or offense was moving the ball. Uh, but, yeah. Running to Kansas City. and yeah, that's it. You know, PTSD you, probably they're having from I mean, Kansas They were City not ready game. to play in that game at Beat all. Beat to death. And they've not did. been the same yeah. since then. I had to hold on to beat a Tampa Bay team. Yeah. That man. was all, man. At least we have the cats. Yeah. Thank God the cats are having the season. Anything else, or you want to wrap this up? Uh, That's all I got. This is the first edition. We'll 